The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Mate, it doesn't seem that we go through a week without talking about, let's stop trying to bring new people in, let's focus on the people who we've already got relationships with, because that's where the money's really made. That's where the businesses are built, right? Right, you've spent money or worked hard to acquire that person into your business, so now flog them everything that you've got that's relevant to them. That is exactly it. It's about relevance, it's about making sure you follow up with people and have those relationships. That's what we're going to talk about today with Steve Rosenbaum, who we're going to bring on the show in just a moment's time. But please welcome this man right here, next to me who likes pickled onions but doesn't like the onions so he takes a pickled onion out of the jar sticks it in his gob sucks all the vinegar out of it and then spits the onion out it's hypnotist robert temple (laughs) and he has only just discovered the wonder of the kindle it's the mind reader kennedy let's start the show dance this week <laughs> I should probably add uh, when I spit the pickled onion out it's not on the floor like it goes in the bin so just put it in your you pocket. did just say <laughs> just spit it out I don't swallow it is what I'm trying to say too many jokes and so little listeners who will care about them <laughs> Hello, email marketing heroes. Welcome to the email marketing show. This is Rob and Kennedy. Hello, I caught you unaware. Email marketing heroes. Were you a little bit totally unaware. You were just like Ooh. that happened the other night. We were speaking at an event the other night, and uh, for some reason we didn't get introduced. Introduct- introduct- introduced probably. We didn't get introduced <laughs> properly, and so our, our whole "Hello, it's Rob and Kennedy" opening just went apart. It just went absolutely off. Its- However, Kennedy's very efficient. I noticed you've uh, you've built your little applause into the introduction there. Well, you know, it's all about efficiency, isn't it? I mean, we are talking about follow up and efficiency of doing that today. And uh, yes, usually um, if you if you've not. You probably don't know this, I suppose, as a listener. But usually there's two buttons that I have to press at that point, which is very confusing for my little mind. So I usually have to hit the intro button, and then I have to click the applause button. But then a couple of weeks ago, I found myself a little a little 20 minutes of time, and I just edited the applause into the end of the track, saving myself a whole little button press. There we go. The less work you can do, the better. <laughs> Motto of life, huh? There you go. So yeah, welcome to the show, Rob. Our guest today, Steve Rosenbaum, good pal of ours. Yeah. But I found something out about him you don't know, right. which is quite tricky. So one of these three things is true about Steve, right? Okay. You've got to guess what it is. Is it that when he made his, he made his first sale to a fully dressed Ronald McDonald? Mm-hmm. Was it that? Was it that his first sales call he actually called his ex girlfriend? on his first sales call, or was that on his first sales call, he actually almost got stabbed? It's one of those. Is it Ronald McDonald, ex-girlfriend, or stabbed? Uh, So I think that... So I think you've made up the one about Ronald McDonald because you think I look like Ronald McDonald. You've got bloody red hair. And I think that it'd have to be a very long knife to stab somebody on the other end of a sales call, unless it was a door-to-door call. Okay. Uh, and therefore, I'm going to guess. I'm trying not to look at Steve's face on the camera because he might give it away. I'm going to guess that he called his ex-girlfriend to try and sell her something. Steve, what's the truth, mate? The truth is my girlfriend was dressed up as Ronald McDonald and almost stabbed me. 
Oh, that's not that's not it. <laughs> He's funny though. No, I, I did. I almost got stabbed on my very first sales call. Wow, I got physically threatened. Yes. What happened? Well, what happened was uh, my brother and I decided to go into business selling coupon books to uh, Chicago area businesses. And uh, my first sales call, I walked into a hot dog stand and decided to try to open them up. The problem was it was 12 noon and they had lines out the door. And uh, when I finally got to the counter, the guy was holding a knife and I said, hey, we've got this new coupon book. Would you like to be in it? And he literally said, everybody throw this guy out of this restaurant before I come over the counter and stab him. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? And do you know what? That is because at the time you didn't know this, but there was a the right place and the right time for that sales conversation to happen. <laughs> that wasn't it. That was not and it. And now what we get to do with email is make sure that all the stuff we do is put stuff in front of the right people at the right time. <laughs> Unfortunately, they can't stab you. Although you do have to put your address on the bottom of the email. So, so they can find you to they stab can find you. you to stab should you. Should you interrupt their hot dog selling. Excellent. Okay. So Steve, one of the things I know you you're obsessed with is follow up. You have a thing that you talk about called flawless follow up, which I'm a big fan of. But wait, we're here to talk about something else, right? We're talking about this MVP thing. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, yes, I, I believe in flawless follow up, and I've identified seven core funnels that every business, regardless of what type of business you're in, should have in place. Got it. Seven Got it. could be overwhelming to some people. So I say, look, at a minimum, we should have a minimum viable process, a minimum viable process that every single business has. So as, as Rob says, we meet people at the right place with the right message, right market, right message, right time. And you know, that's when the sale happens. So the MVP ensures that that happens. So presumably this is like the opposite of what loads of people do. As I used to do this, I'm sure there's listeners to this who've got the same thing where somebody comes into your business, they subscribe to your list. And now you have just a, you know, a ream of follow-up emails that go out one after the other, after the other, after the other. So they buy, die or unsubscribe. Basically. Yeah. Is that the, is that the opposite of what you're suggesting? Well, they aren't necessarily mutually, you know, um, uh, they, they don't oppose yeah. each other. Yeah. Right. You, you know, you, you, you could, and I, and I certainly do think that, that people should have a nurture campaign that goes in place that may last a long time, but most people have trouble getting that in place. And so I want to make sure they've got something in place so they can pick off that low hanging fruit and get those immediate sales. And do you know what's amazing? I think when we talk to people who are, are sort of revamping or even getting started, I suppose, in your email marketing is they go, I need to have all these automations. I want to re I want to revisit my automations. And that, that can be overwhelming. Like for us, if we were to go back and revamp our automations all these year in, I'd be like, bugger that. I, I can't be, absolutely can't be asked for doing that at all. So um, to go back and say there's there's these three, these three core ones for this minimal, minimum viable process, loving that. Um, let's go through what they are so we can see actually, because wherever you are on your journey, it's easy to forget the fundamentals. Sometimes for soup, I did a video this morning, um, actually, where, where I was talking about if you are doing all these new exciting things, it's a bit like putting the cream on the crop, on, on the, the cream on the top of the, of, the, of the hot chocolate. But if there's no hot chocolate in the glass, then the cream's just going to fall at the bottom of the glass. So, and we often focus on that new exciting thing at the very top of that, and we forget those fundamentals. So let's get into what these three things are. So what's the first one of these three? Well, the first one is, is a welcoming sequence. I call mine the ignition funnel because it ignites the relationship. It sets expectations. It creates anticipation. You call yours the GTNY, which I love your GTNY. I think it's brilliant. They're very, very similar. We've also heard of indoctrination campaigns. Mm -hmm. It's how do, you, how do you follow up with somebody immediately when you meet them? So that's the very first one. For me, I call it my ignition funnel. 
Now, I do recommend from the ignition funnel, we go into a nurture funnel, but I don't want somebody to sit down and think they have to write out three years worth of emails before they launch it in place. We can get, we can really get this down with six or seven emails, which could be written in an afternoon, space them out by several weeks apart. And at least now we're engaging with people beyond the ignition funnel. And then finally, I have a, a very short and very powerful one. I call it my, my follow up forever. Uh, sequence. It's really just a sequence of five messages. Think of it like the old Facebook posts. It's just basically poking people mm-hmm. saying, Hey, it's been about six weeks since we last connected. What are you working on? Can I help you? That thing is remarkably uh, effective. And, and I recycle that over and over and over again. I come up with five different variations of it. So it doesn't seem the same, but then it recycles and it goes on indefinitely until they Buy, die, or unsubscribe. I <laughs> love that. Okay. So we've got somebody who comes on our list. We've got our getting to know you sequence. You call it your igni- ignition funnel. Love that. What are you looking for when we're putting together? We know what we do in ours, but we want to know about yours. In your ignition funnel, what would you say are the elements, the outcomes, the what do you want to have happen by the time someone's received and been through that process? The, the very first thing that I want to happen is I want to filter for somebody that's ready, willing, and able to buy from me right now. And okay. this is how we met be, because of response suite, because I've always had a, a survey inside of my ignition funnel. Right. I call it my RWA qualifier. It's qualifying whether somebody's ready, willing, and able to buy right now. Love it. Uh, so that's the very first thing I want to do is filter to see where they're standing. That Love shows it. me where to go. Okay, so you're looking for engagement, but also you're looking for what they're engaged with. So you're doing a little bit of segmentation at that point. So you're trying to figure out that bit, okay, like that. So I'm interested, obviously, as you're doing your marketing on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis, you're also going to be doing sort of broadcast and stuff that you promote. So what presumably you want to make sure is that while somebody's in this ignition sequence, do they receive those things? Or where do you weave in? You know, How long do you hold them off from broadcasts for? I agree with you also. I, I keep them off the broadcast during that ignition funnel. The ignition funnel is about five messages long and it typically lasts, I say, about two weeks, about 14 days. So, yes, I keep them off my broadcast during that time. That's interesting. So, if when someone joins your list, they're not getting any promotions at all? No, not, not, not during that time. Okay, that's really interesting. Until presumably through the ignition funnel, they raise their hand to say, I am now RWA, I'm now ready, willing, and able. And then, and then they go into another sequence oh uh, sure i mean we, we could absolutely follow up based on the segmentation with what they want now many times i'm looking to engage somebody and find out if they want something custom built so many times that ignition funnel is trying to get them to a, to a calendar set an appointment and so forth but uh what, what could also happen is um based upon that we find out what they're interested in i i talk about if they want more information about flawless follow-up i could put them in a product about that I teach LinkedIn training. If they want information about that, we could put them there and so forth. Okay. okay. So the purpose of that ignition bit is to segment them and find out who's ready, to, willing, and able to buy now, and then route them off down a path. That's and that's the singular purpose of that campaign. That's the thing with campaigns for me is this campaign should have one purpose, and that's the thing that loads of people absolutely screw up, don't they? Right. Go on. So at the end of that, if they haven't filled out the survey or they haven't raised their hand or they they haven't done the thing, they come to the end of that, and now they go into the the next bit which you said was the... Um, what do you call that second one, Steve? It, it, it's really original. I call it a nurture funnel. Okay, wow, cool. love it. And so that is, just again, recap on some of the detail of that. That's the one that is going to go out 
for typically i'll send out a, a message space to, at start i'll do it about every two weeks They're, i'm going to touch base with them this is very heavy on content this is very heavy on me establishing my credibility and my authority very entertaining very educating very low pressure there's always a call to action but there's not a lot of uh, attention to it and so is that call to action in that sequence is that to sell them something or is that to go and read this blog post or see me in this podcast or well, I'll tell you one of the most successful things I've had in the past is a big orange button that says, would you like help with this? And that gets them, usually takes them back to a survey, gets them to fill out the survey and now elevates their, uh, you know, I tag them as being more interested and it gets them in a, a more intense follow-up sequence. Okay, so we've now got two sequences which are all about trying to find out someone's intent and trying to get them to warm up. All right. What's quite nice about that sequence, that nurture sequence or the nurture funnel is that now if that's going out, you know, every couple of weeks at first and then maybe slows down a bit after that, I guess, from what you said, that means that now in amongst the broadcasts and the other day-to-day stuff, every once in a while, you know for a fact that even if you got a bit, not lazy, but if you just took your eye off the content you know, value giving thing for a bit. Like, for example, we've got a podcast. So we email every week about the podcast. (laughs) So we email every week about a podcast. If you don't have that sort of regular content channel going out, it might every week, it might be tricky for you to remember to like just touch base with somebody with something that's not a pitch. But that means that that's always happening in the background because you just built it once and it sat there, which is what I think a lot of people are missing in that follow up. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we've the three, let's just go back on this. The three the three simple ones that we need to have in there are what again? <laughs> All right, we've got the ignition funnel. Love that. We've got the nurture funnel, and then we have the follow-up forever funnel. Got it. Okay, so it's about bringing people in, getting to know your world, segmenting them, and then keeping in touch with them. Um, and with, anything, anything more than that is basically becoming advanced, but going back to basics, that's where we're at. And with that uh, follow-up forever funnel, that means that the follow-up forever funnel, that means that now you get to actually nudge them. And what it sounds like you're nudging them for a reply to that email, like almost to, to, to do a bit more, rather than, you know, here's a sales page for a product, go and buy it. It sounds like you're more nudging. Correct. Uh, it, the follow-up forever is not does not have a promotional thing in there. It does have a call to action. The call to action again will usually take them to my survey, get them to fill out an application to work with me. It's basically, what are you working on? How can I help you? Click here and let me know. That's opening up a sales conversation rather than an automation of some kind of "Hey, go buy this thing" or a promotion. Okay, that's really nice. so. It's much more. Let's have a conversation so I can understand you, and then you're going to manually figure out the most appropriate product or service to recommend to them. I think a lot of. I think we could learn a lot from that. One of the things this really gives you of it is that that's most likely to lead to something that's probably a bit higher ticket. It's going to lead to something where it's maybe either coaching or consulting or done for you or whatever that looks like in in your particular business as a yeah. listener. you know, whatever that is. And so what's quite nice about it is I think sometimes if somebody comes into your business now, and this this is what this framework really gives you, if somebody comes into your business now and they go through your sales process for something high ticket, whatever, and they're not, they're not at a position in their life where they can afford it, or it's just the wrong time or whatever. And that's not going to lead to a sale right now. That's fine. What it allows you to do is again, completely hands-free, just know that every once in a while, because I've been asked this before and I've never had an answer to it. And I do now, which is every so often something is going to go out and just nudge them that just allows them in a really gentle way to say are you ready yet 
Is this a conversation worth having now in the background amongst other things? And what's really nice about it is, is it is by asking for that reply and saying, hey, what are you working on? They know this is a one-to-one communication. This is not a fully automated thing. It really humanizes you and says, hello, I'm a problem solver. I'm not just a guy with a warehouse full of a shit ton of products that I'm going to try and ram down your throat. It's, hello, what is the thing you need help with right now? Okay, that's really interesting. Here's the solution that I can give you. And it's a much more care thing in what's often a very anonymous world online and you know if if they reply and they say oh you know uh, hey steve thanks for getting reaching out i'm just you know plodding along i'm still like just finding my feet with this whole you know thing. loads about that person now that's totally okay and you can recommend them the plodding along guru ninja 2.0 program <laughs> like you've got in that massive warehouse of loads of shit i love it i love it okay any final bits you want to share any little last little golden nuggets before we go into the next section well, you know, you know, a, a very, very quick success story to show you. Rob's right; it leads to higher ticket sales. Yeah. But I once had a client that that replied to one of my follow up forever, and it was 15 months after I called on him. Of course, I didn't put any effort into 50, for 15 months. Sure. He literally replied to one of my emails, said, "Your system is the best ever. You followed up with me better than anybody else. I'm pulling five thousand dollars a month away from TV advertising. I want to hire you to build this for me." There you go. Buying the very thing that you're doing to him. Absolutely. That's amazing. That is the power of it because you set it up once. And how, how many months does your whole follow-up forever run for, by the way? Is it forever? Indefinitely. Oh, so it just loops. It loops. And because, oh. you know, by the time you've got the fifth iteration of that email, you don't remember. You might be a year down the line. Or oh, something. that's absolutely amazing. And a perfect time to go into. Subject, subject line of the week. week. Subject line, line of, of the week. week. Yes, it's time for subject line of the week. So, Steve, tell us about a subject line that you've had wondrous success with. One of my favorite ones, and I use a variation of it many times, is up all night. Okay, tell us about that. Okay, well, if I'm having a promotion, if I'm doing a webinar, and I do a lot of webinars, and uh, so I'm warming up people getting to the day of the webinar. On the day of the webinar, I'm typically up all night. I don't sleep. I get up in the middle of the night. So I will record a video. I'll be in a T-shirt. I won't look very good. Uh, I'll have the, the lights will be dim, and I'll be whispering into the video saying, hey, it's quiet in the house, but I'm up all night. I'm so excited about our promo today. I made this little video to show you what we'll be sharing go watch the video and sign up for the webinar. And I get great response from that video. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can see why that is. It's really congruent with you and you can see it's, it builds that excitement in. Absolutely lovely. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Oh, it is. Now, Steve, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you are doing, tell us where to go. Well, I will tell you where to go, Rob. <laughs> I have put together a, a very special page just for your listeners, and it's at steverosenbaum.com slash inside your head. And at that page, how do you like that? Huh? Love that. Love that. Uh, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell a story about how uh, uh, about something that happened to me very very early in my career. Not the time I almost got stabbed, but another sales story about uh, that really. that's when it sank in for me, the importance of being at the right place at the right time with the right message. It's called the perfect sales storm and go to steverosenbaum.com slash inside your head. And I'll share that story with you. Okay. Awesome. The link to that as well, all the show notes are going to be in the show notes. Where are they going to be Rob? Over at 
TheEmailMarketingShow.com forward slash forever. This has been another amazing episode. Make sure you do not miss out on another one. We're back next week. Rob and I will be talking about something else, email marketing, which I think you're going to really love. So make sure you smash that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. And that's it for this episode. Any final words, Robert? Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank See you, you Robin Kennedy. All right, and cheers. If anyone's not watching this, Steve is wearing a hell of an amazing, I think it's a Stetson. Yeah. Is that the correct word? <laughs>